Welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose, and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. What is up, everyone? This is your man on fire mentor, David Mailer. As always, it's an honor and it's a privilege to be able to serve my fellow brothers. We're all in this together. We are here to support one another in rising with more passion, with more power, and with more purpose, and living a life as a masculine leader that we know we were born to be. And none of us, and I say none of us, none, 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 want to leave this earth with regret. No, that is not for us. We want that last breath to be one of victory, to be one of triumph, to be one of a smile, knowing that I gave, I loved, and I served with every ounce of my being. And so when we leave here, we know that our life mattered. And I don't mean mattered from a place of significance. I mean it mattered because we made a difference. We left a ripple effect. We made it so that uh, future generations are better off because of our existence. And each of us has that opportunity. Each of us has that ability. Each of us has that potential. And the question is, will all of us have the courage to go there? Will all of us have the courage to live into the manifestation of who God made us to be? So without any further ado, gentlemen, I would like to dive into the center of today's fire. And I want to talk to you guys about money. Yes, I remember, uh, what was it? Was it a Run DMC song? Money is the key to end all your woes, your ups, your downs, your highs, and your lows. I know I'm not going to quit my day job uh, uh, to be a singer, although when I was younger, for those of you that knew me in that that lifetime, I, I did do the beatbox, and I was pretty good at it. Maybe I'll bust one out for you guys at some point. That's all you're going to get for now. But with that said, uh, we all have such a uh, interesting, complex relationship with money. And, you know, my curiosity for you guys is, you know, what is your relationship with money? And have you ever really considered how did it form? And so, for example, what I mean by that is for me, uh, my grandfather went from millionaire to bankrupt. My father pretty much went from millionaire or making millions to bankrupt. And I am now in the energetics of the lineage of where money flowed in, but money equally flowed out. So I am hardwired with the uh, fear of will I run out of money? Will I have enough? What if it runs out? What if everything's going great and then the rug gets pulled out from under me and the floor drops where the ceiling falls and then we have nothing? And you know, we do crazy stuff as men when we're in fear around money. In fact, I had shared a story with you guys recently about one of my clients and he's very well off, uh, you know, makes in excess of $50 million. And he had shared that, you know, part of the strain that was on his marriage was that when his second child had been uh, born, 
he left the hospital after an hour. And, you know, in his mind, well, it's our second kid. We've been through this before. My wife's going to be okay. Um, the family's there. So she's supported. I'm not leaving her alone. I, I, I got to get back to work. And, you know, what's invisible to a man at that moment is we somehow have this deep-seated belief. And it's not conscious. It's subconscious, which means it flies below the radar of our awareness. And we have this belief that if I don't get back to work, you know, the business is going to fall apart. If the business falls apart, I can't keep a roof over our head. If I can't keep a roof over our head, then we're going to be homeless. And if we're homeless, I'm unworthy. I'm, I'm you know, not worth anything. I'm unlovable. And so what was the point of my whole existence if I, if our, our family's on the street? So I might as well just leave this planet if I can't provide the basic necessities for myself and for my family. So I'm going to get back to work. Now, how many of you can relate to this actual story? And, you know, my point is, is that uh, you carried in to your current relationship, right, with your partner right now. You carried in uh, deep-seated, invisible, subconscious, unconscious belief systems around money, right? Like, for example, if I were to ask you guys, money is, and fill in the blanks, or to me, money means, or money is, you know, some of you would say, you know, it's it's hell, it's Satan, it's evil. Some of you would say it's freedom. You know, some of you would say it, it's it's not necessary. Some of you would say it has nothing to do with my happiness, right? So we all have these stories. We all have borrowed stories that we've inherited from our parents. And you talk to a lawyer and you talk to an accountant and they will tell you that the number one reason that a relationship will come to uh, an end is that the money is the reason. The actual reason that a relationship will come to an end has to do with uh, disagreements, fighting over money. And there's this you know, belief that I gotta accumulate, I gotta accumulate, and I gotta hold on to, and I gotta hoard. And then if we don't keep it in flow in a healthy way, and it becomes stag stagnated like the Dead Sea, then it dies, right? Water that doesn't flow dies and money that doesn't flow dies. So, so many of us have a very, very unhealthy relationship with money, but we as men have the ability to form a new relationship with money. It's up to us. And so I'm, I'm here uh, offering up some new insights, some new perspectives. You know, a, a lot of us could come to, might be thinking, well, geez, if I just had more money, I'd be more happy. If I just had more money, I could do more things. If I just had more money, I could have a nicer car. I could have the nicer house. I could get the, you know, expansion on my house. We could have another kid. And you have this belief that if I just had more of it, then um, I would have a different level of satisfaction. I'd have a different level of uh, happiness. I'd have a different level of joy. Well, if that were really true, then the question that I would ask you to ponder is, how is it that millionaires, multimillionaires, and billionaires that are very well off, that have more money than they know what to do with, still are depressed, anxious, living on medications, or taking their life? And most millionaires, multimillionaires, even billionaires would tell you, it never bought me happiness. It never bought me happiness. You, you can't buy yourself happiness. So I just want to at least start off there and say, I, I am not suggesting in any way, in any shape, and in any form that money is the root of happiness, nor am I suggesting that money is the root of um, evil. Neither of those. Those are both borrowed cultural stories. And many of you 
will have to go through the experience to come to that wisdom for yourself, right? Sometimes in life, you can hear somebody teaching something and you will uh, allow the teaching to really penetrate you to the, to the core. Other times, you simply have to go through the experience yourself in order to get uh, the wisdom. So for example, you tell your kids not to touch the hot oven because they'll get burned. They don't know what that means. You, you can give them all the science you want. And um, the bottom line is they're gonna touch the oven. And then they're going to realize, ah, that's what heat means, blister, pain. Okay, got it. No more touching the oven. So I'm going to share some things with you guys to consider. And uh, I invite you to grab the wisdom if you can. And if, for those of you that still need to go through the life experience, so be it. I think really what this boils down to as men is can we lean on each other? Can we support each other? Can we challenge each other? Can we hold one another accountable? Can we hold each other to the fire of living into deeper truths, of graduating our restrictions in our perspectives and in how we're conducting ourselves and thinking and behaving and the stories that we hold on to and the reasons and the excuses and the justifications that are limiting us. Can we as men, instead of putting one another down, instead of judging one another, can we support each other in rising with more passion, with more power and more purpose? That's really what Man on Fire is all about. And we do everything in our power to support you guys in every way possible, from our coaching programs to our free content that we put out there. So let's, let's be a stand for one another to grow and to rise and to come back into remembrance of who we truly are, which are leaders. And we are here to continue to grow and expand our consciousness, our awareness, and in doing so, we will feel compelled, we will feel a deep calling from the inside out to want to be of greater service to others, especially to the feminine, right? To really look at our wives as a, as a delicate little flower where she was once this little girl with so much glee and so much joy and so much passion and, and so much innocence and playfulness. Can we get to a place where we can, we can see that little girl inside of her and be willing to protect her again, which means protecting her from us, protecting her from our harshness, protecting her from our hurts and our wounds around, around money and around our own feelings of ineptitude and inadequacy. So I'm going to invite you guys into some perspectives as it relates to money. And you can throw this away. You can say, well, that doesn't work for me, David. You could argue with me. I'm not here to argue with you. I'm only here to share with you my own personal life experience, my own trials and tribulations, and some of the hallucinations that I currently have around money. Number one, money does not buy you happiness. Number two, money is not evil. Number three, money is a form of currency and what I mean by currency is it's an energy and in life you are either flowing with energy and taking in more energy to grow yourself right and we know like a light bulb at some point has an expiration date just like we have an expiration date money is a currency it's a vibration and money can be used to inspire, money can be used to grow, money can be used to build villages, to build schools, to help sick people, to empty hospitals, money can be used to end homelessness, money can be used to get the dogs out of the street and build beautiful shelters. Money is a vessel, it's a vehicle, it's something that we all have access to, believe it or not, some of you might wanna argue with that, maybe you didn't get a proper education, maybe you didn't grow up with parents that had what other parents had, but at the end of the day, God didn't leave any of us out of the master plan. We all have a beautiful seed of potential inside of us. Some of us are riddled with fear. 
Some of us are terrified and, and lack the courage and need to develop that backbone. But at the end of the day, we all have the ability to generate and attract in money. Now, what you do with that money, that's a whole nother conversation. And sadly, what most men do with money is they use it as a compensation. And what do I mean by that? I mean that just about everyone that I've ever met, in fact, I haven't met anyone that's not like this, deep down has some limiting beliefs that I'm not good enough, I'm unworthy, I'm not capable, I'm too stupid, I'm too dumb, I'm not deserving of love, I'm a fake, I'm a fraud, I'm a phony. At some point deep within our physiology, every man is encoded with that experience. And so we go to great lengths to try to outrun that feeling. And, and by the way, I'm not suggesting that this is conscious. This is below the radar of your conscious awareness. But if you really want to get real with yourself, you know, the invitation is to look into the mirror and in silence, just recognize who's looking back at you. And if most of you are being sincere and being honest and authentic, you would say, I don't really like that guy. You know, he's, he's a fake or he's a fraud or he's a phony or he lacks integrity or he's a liar. Most of us, you know, we have a lot of stuff to clean up in this lifetime to restore the integrity to who we truly are. And so what ends up happening is we all find these creative ways that overlap of trying to get away from this feeling of inadequacy, this feeling of, of lack of, of being worthy. And so what do we do? You know, we turn to things that bring us joy because we want to get out of pain. So what brings us joy? Well, I'll play video games. I'll smoke weed. We'll let's drink some alcohol. Let's watch some porn. Let's masturbate. Let's have an affair. Let's do some drugs. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go to a massage parlor. Let's go to a strip club. Let me get a call girl. Let me uh, buy a car that I don't need. Let me get another house that I don't need. Let me get more jewelry. Let me buy her something. Let me get her another kid. And we do all these things to try to get out of pain. And one of the things that we do, for some men anyway, is they actually will try to accumulate more money. And what do they do with that money? They buy more things because they think the things are gonna be the thing that makes them happy. The things are gonna be the thing that finally gets me out of pain. Does it work? Does it work? The answer is no. It will give you some temporary joy, just like the Big Mac or the Whopper. And uh, I don't wanna leave you guys out that like the fries dipped into the uh, vanilla a milkshake. Yep. I, I'm hearing you out there. I, I hear you guys. So yeah, we, we all want that temporary satisfaction. So some of us will put our head down and bury ourselves in work. Why is that? And it's to compensate for the feeling of inadequacy. So we all have this uh, relationship that we need to look at around money. And when you do accumulate money, here's my question for you. What are you using it for? What are you using it on? And I think if you're honest with yourself, you would say, well, I'm, I'm just buying stuff. Uh, I'm buying stuff and then you look one day at all the stuff that you have and you look in the mirror and you're, you're not happy and I don't get it, I, I got the nicer house, I got the nicer car, I, I, I did all these things that I thought were gonna bring me joy, how come I'm not happy? And you realize that having those things didn't lead to happiness. And you realize that you spent money on things outside of yourself, externals, to try to create an internal validation. I'm gonna say that again. You ended up spending money, it became an expense, which leads to some form of debt, right? Because now you have less money and you bought something 
And the intention was, if I get this thing, I'll feel better when the reality is it didn't work. So it was an unnecessary expense on something outside of you, external to you, with the understanding and thinking or thought process that if I buy this, it'll make me feel a certain way. And it might have for a day, for a week, or for a month, maybe a year, and then the feeling's gone. So then what? And then you realize, my God, I have all these things and I just want to give them away. It's not me. I, I don't even want this stuff. I, I don't even like this house. I, I don't even like this car anymore. Like a big deal. I got 10 watches in the, in the closet or all these designer shoes or all these shirts. Who cares? None of it's me. Right? When you leave this world, none of it's you. It was all formed around ego, which is all formed around trying to get away from pain. Try to insulate yourself from feeling inadequate, from just wanting to be able to survive and just get away from that feeling that we're all trying to outrun, which we can't outrun. We just can't. So, and then of course, there's, there's a lot of guys that they don't have a, a relationship with money at all where uh, it's a constant struggle to pay the bills, right? And, and you have uh, kids or you have child support and you have to put a roof over your head and maybe your new family's head and you know, now the car broke down and, and, and money's just a constant struggle. Now, why is that? Why is that? And so earlier, you know, I shared that money is a currency, money is an energy, and we could be aligned with it or we could be repelling it. And the question that I would ask you guys to look at is, or the thought that I'd like you to look at is, is it possible that money is in relationship to self-respect? Okay, how we spend it, I'm gonna take a look at it in a moment with you guys, but is it possible to look at money as a form of self-respect? Just like um, when my, my uh, younger brother, he would have a messy room and you know a lot of that just had to do with he wasn't respecting himself, right? I'm okay with living in a pigsty. I'm okay with living with stuff all around and garbage all around and food under the bed. Why, why is that? And this is not a dig at him. I, I love him with all my heart and by the way, happy birthday. It has to do with at some point in time, we stopped respecting ourselves. And maybe it was beaten out of you. Maybe you, your, your parents were too hard on you or you didn't get enough love and you stopped respecting yourself and certain things happened in your life where all of a sudden you, you just lose your confidence, you lose your, your worthiness, and you start disrespecting yourself. And one of the ways that we disrespect ourselves is we don't call in more money into our lives. And again, I'm not suggesting that that money will make you happy, but what I am saying is that money can be looked at as a form of self-respect. So for example, for, for many years, um, I made a very steady income. Uh, I'll just be transparent with you guys, vulnerable. There, there was a, a good 10-year stretch where I made at least a quarter million dollars a year. And you know, through different um, trials and tribulations and, and hurts that I went through, many of the stories I had shared with you guys, including... Uh, the death of my father where I held his hand for his last breath and, and being with the pain of it being one of regret rather than one of, of triumph and victory and joy and happiness and liberation and freedom, which, which every man wants. You know, these events eventually uh, impact you. And uh, what ends up happening is that I recognized that I had been selling myself short. I had been not living into the fullness of who God made me to be. I was living more from a place of fear. And while by most people's standards, oh my God, David, a quarter million dollars a year for at least 10 years, that's amazing. Like, according to whose standards and whose ceiling and how did, how did that ceiling get created and where did that story come from? And so I needed to take a look at where did I create 
an unconscious belief around money that it can't flow to me and that I can't do good with money? Where did I create a limiting belief around money that I can't generate more than that? And by the way, I'm not under any illusion that if I were to make more money, which I do now, that it would bring me more happiness or bring me more joy or bring me more freedom. I'm not suggesting that at all. And it certainly won't compensate and make me feel more worthy. But what I can say is that when I had the courage to examine where did I form these stories around money, and I started to recognize that that attracting more money and bringing uh, drawing in more money towards me is a sign of self-respect. It's a sign of self-love. It's a sign of my courage to grow and stretch and evolve. Then money started flowing into my life. As I became more aligned with the real version of me, as I started to approximate and approach my true mission, the very reason why God put me on earth to serve other men, to rising with passion, power, and purpose, as I started to align with that and have the courage to let go of the trapeze and to restore my faith, right, with God and with spirit, and I started to examine some preconditioned unconscious belief systems that I had around money, all of a sudden the world that's unfolding before me is different. And now generating and making money is a very easy thing. And now, let's just say, hypothetically, uh, I'll leave it at this, uh, we've 10x or 20x our money. Now I have to look at, well, where's my limiting belief system around that? Why, why is that the ceiling? Where'd that belief come from? What am I capable of doing? What am I capable of generating? And as, as I'm creating more and becoming more, right, becoming more, being more aligned with the real me, less ego, more heart, then there becomes a moral a moral uh, responsibility, like deep within your heart of where you recognize that you want to give more, right? There's a, there's a rule out there that exists that, you know, you, you give away 10% of what you generate. And you don't do that for tax write-off, right? That's ego. You do this from a place of recognizing, my God, I'm so blessed. I can't believe how effortlessly money can flow to me. And with this excess money, I'm so blessed of how much I can give to others, how much I can support and help others. And whether that's putting a roof over somebody's head or whether that's feeding somebody, what a gift to be able to have all this excess to know that we are not short on money in this world. We are short on claiming our power and our courage to recognize that money is plentiful just like oxygen is plentiful and we're never going to run out of it. There's enough to go around for everyone, but do we feel worthy of it? Do we have enough self-respect? Do we have enough courage to go out there and generate and create? And then when we have it, are we willing to recognize that I have more so I can give more? Not so I can have more. Yes, if you want to have a nice house, great. But if you think it's going to fill a void, if you think it's going to create happiness, think again, it's not happening. It won't happen. But if you have access to more money, if you can generate more money by the becoming meaning who you are becoming, what a gift that you've now positioned yourself to be able to give more to others. Now, are there other forms of giving that have nothing to do with money? Of course. Please don't, please don't misconstrue, uh, don't mix up my message that I'm seeking to convey here. I'm simply seeking to get inside the head and the heart of a lot of the listeners right now and help you start to form a healthy relationship with money. You can create some mantras and some declarations. Money is effortless to generate. Money flows to me. I am aligned with making money. Like There's a million things that you can do. There's a million great books out there. 
um, that can just start to help you form a new relationship with money and a new relationship with yourself. In fact, this is why we're so passionate about our Man on Fire programs because it's all about helping a man shed his ego, shed the stories and the limiting beliefs that are no longer serving you and really come back into who you really are and, and help you come back to your heart, to help you get out of your head, help you have more passion, help you live with more authentic power and help you deeply align with your true purpose. Like get aligned with your mission. Like why are you here? Why did God put you on this earth? Is it to suffer? Is it to just put, you know, struggle paying bills? Or is it to move mountains and to, to change the world like a Gandhi? Why, why are you here? And, and I believe for the men that find their way to man on fire, you know that you're here because you are, you are a carrier of the light. You were born to be a leader and you are here to make a difference in this world. It's not all on your shoulders, but you certainly can make a difference in this world. And it starts with your willingness. And this is where I wanted to take this conversation. I'll, I'll end on this note for the last few minutes, which is you have to be willing to see that it, it's usually not a matter of that you don't have enough money. It's, it's really where, where have you been spending your money? And, and if a man is honest with himself, most of us spend our money on shit that we don't need, on stuff that we thought was going to make us happy until we realize one day it didn't. It didn't work. It didn't work. So if you were to ask me, well, where do I spend my money? Well, I don't spend my money. I invest money. And what do I mean by that? Do I, do I mean that I buy crypto, that, I, that I'm in the market? Well, yes, but that's not what I mean. What I mean by that is that the greatest way to attract money, to have a healthy relationship with money, and to create money and to be able to give more money is to invest your money in yourself. Invest your money in your growth. See, what happens too often with a man is that as soon as he gets more money in his life, he spends it on an expense, on an object, on a thing, on something outside of himself, whether it's a trip to Vegas, whether it's a strip club, whether it's weed, whether it's a bigger house, he spends it on something outside of himself. And that will not make you a better person. That will not align you with who you are as a soul. That will not bring you closer to God. That is an expense. And that is what creates debt, spiritual debt. It all starts with spiritual debt, which eventually trickles down into financial debt. For guys listening right now that have some financial struggles, please understand it started as a spiritual struggle. You've most likely misaligned with God. You've most likely misaligned with who you are as a man. And you've, you've uh, gone into the forgetting which is why men join our programs quite often, to come back into remembrance of who you are and to be held accountable, to be held to the fire, to living that life, not, not in your stories, not in your contraction, but in the essence of who you truly are, in the bigness of who God made you to be. So for me and how I was able to uh, form Man on Fire is it all came down to my willingness to invest in myself. And invest in my growth, invest in my transformation, go to programs, hire coaches, hire mentors, and do whatever it took to stretch and evolve and grow past the limitations, past the ceilings, past the stories, past the excuses, and birth into a world that was unfamiliar to me, but it was familiar to my soul. It was familiar to my heart to be brought back into the remembrance that I can create, I can generate because I am. I'm aligned with the real me. When you're aligned with the real you, everything flows to you and for you. But when you're misaligned, there's struggles, whether it's you don't have enough money or whether it's you have enough and you've spent it on all the wrong things. 
And so the invitation for you guys to consider is start investing your money in you. Sign up for a seminar, whether it's with Man on Fire or one of the other extraordinary programs out there that has nothing to do with Man on Fire. Invest in your growth. Go to a seminar that will challenge you and that will stretch you. Come to a Man on Fire event, immersion, and invest in yourself. Now, why would a guy not do that? Right. Well, of course, you think, well, I, I, that would be irresponsible. I, I, I gotta, I gotta put the kids through college, and I have to do X, Y, Z, and I, I, first, I gotta buy this, and then the air conditioning just broke in the house, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. And you don't realize that the most irresponsible thing that you could ever do for your family is not grow. The most irresponsible thing you could ever do for your family is to not grow yourself, because in a contracted version of you, there will always be struggle. There will always most likely be some form of struggle, whether that's financial, emotional, mental, or spiritual. And so the invitation is, are you willing to value yourself enough to grow yourself? See, most of us value things outside of ourselves. For many of us, it's the externals that we just discussed. For many of us, it's, well, I, I'd sooner spend it on my children, I'd sooner spend it on my wife, I'd spend it on my dog, right? Like literally in the past uh, year and a half, I've invested over $100,000 in uh, seeking to get my dog more well. Some people are like, well, how do, well, well, easy for you to say, you could afford it. No, I created it. I decided that my dog's life, there was no price tag on my dog's life and I was willing to do whatever it took. Just like when I, when I just graduated from chiropractic school back in 1994 and my dog needed surgery, I wasn't making money, but I created the money. Because we have a tendency as men to value things outside of ourselves. And so we see the value in our dog or we see the value in an animal, we see the value in our children, we see the value in our wives and, and we wanna invest in them. So, oh yes, I'll spend money on that because I love, I love that person, I love that dog. Well, what's the problem? The problem is we don't have that same love for ourselves. And when you don't love yourself the way you love others, and when you don't value yourself the way you value others, right? Because we invest in that which we value. So for those of you that are spending a shitload of money on porn, and on cigarettes, and on alcohol, and on weed, and on drugs, and on massage parlors, and strip clubs, and all these fancy cars and homes, that, that's, that's basically what you're valuing. That is, that is the painful awareness that you must come to. Look at what you're valuing, because that's what you're getting more of. Or you could decide to value yourself and, and know that you're worth it. No matter what you've done, no matter who you've hurt, you can always clean it up. You can always practice the art of forgiveness with yourself. Somebody else's timeline of when they forgive you, that's on them, that's not on you, but you can always work on forgiving yourself. And if you can learn to value yourself and know that you're worth it, which is exactly what we focus on at our Man on Fire programs, especially our four-day uh, immersion, it's called our Man on Fire Rising four-day immersion, where we help a man come home into the remembrance of who he is and start to value yourself enough, then I promise you what will happen is you'll want to invest in yourself. You'll want to invest in your growth. I remember roughly nine, 10 years ago, my wife and I, we weren't married at the time, we invested $100,000 in a coaching program. We didn't have the money, but we had a big enough why. We knew we were here to make an impact in this world. We had a big enough vision. And so when you have a big enough why, when you have a big enough vision, when you start to value yourself enough, when you start to allow yourself to dream big enough, right? As Muhammad Ali said, if your dreams are if your dreams don't scare the shit out of you, they're not big enough. If you have all of those things, 
then you come up with ways to create and generate the money to invest in yourself. So we've had so many guys over the year, oh, I'd come to your program, but I don't have the money. No, it's not that you don't have the money. It's that you don't have enough value for yourself and what will happen when you grow. You can't see the ripple effect. You can't see that when you grow, you have just set the tone for your son and set an example. You can't see that when you grow, your wife will drop more into her feminine and there'll be more intimacy and love and passion in the marriage. You can't see the ripple effect of your growth. You're too stuck in your shit. You're too stuck in your limitations. You're too stuck in seeing money as an expense as opposed to seeing it as an investment. It's an investment in you expanding, you growing, you up-leveling your tone, your frequency, your vibration, you approximating more closely so that you could be more dialed in with God, letting Him work through you, for you. You can't see that. And so my invitation today was to wake up to this. Wake up to what I've woken up to. That you deserve more out of life. You deserve to grow. So guys, please understand, I'm not telling you, oh, join Man on Fire, it's the only program out there. There's brilliant programs out there. And, and I can only speak really about what ours is because I created it and I know the outcomes that we're getting with our men, so I'm, I'm responsible to the reproducible outcomes. And so of course I'm gonna be passionate about if you feel that you resonate with my, my message and you feel uh, a form of deep connection with me, great, come, come explore one of our programs. That'd be a, an honor and a privilege to see if we're the right community for you. But you have to be willing to value yourself enough to grow. Otherwise, when a coach invites you into the program, you'll say, well, I do it, I just don't have the money. And it's not that you don't have the money, it's that you're not owning your value and seeing that you're worth it. And when you, when you do, when you finally do own it, right? Because the same guy that will say, well, I'd come to your program if I could afford it. That same guy, God forbid, if his child needed surgery, guess what? He's coming up with the money. God forbid if his dog got hit by the car and he doesn't have uh, pet insurance and the, the vet says, well, you know, we got options here. I, I could do surgery and it costs five grand or, you know, we're going to have to put him down. You're like, no, I'm, I'm going to find a way to come up with the money. And some of you are like, well, that's different. That's different. No, it's not different. It's not different. You see, you see the emergency in investing in others in need, and you don't see the emergency in investing in yourself. And when you don't see the emergency in investing in yourself, you won't until things break down. Until things break down, you won't see it. And maybe for you or for some men, it's the divorce. Maybe it's the cancer. Maybe it's the dementia. Maybe it's the Parkinson's. Maybe it's the stroke. Maybe it's the car accident. It comes for all of us. And it doesn't have to come down to a trauma or a tragedy to get your attention, gentlemen. Let's wake up now. Let's recognize that we all are here to grow. But you and you alone must start to value yourself and know that you are worth it. I promise you that you are worth it. And if you're, if you're trying to convince yourself Otherwise, you've bought, you've bought into a sea of your own lies. I can promise you that you're loved by God. I can promise you that you're loved by your fellow brothers and you have to be willing to know that you are worth it. And so I'm inviting you to value yourself enough to invest in your growth, whether it's with Man on Fire, whether it's with something else. Get involved in programs that won't tolerate your bullshit. 
that won't tolerate you shrinking and playing small and contracting in your stories and your excuses and your reasons and your justifications. You are bigger than that. You are better than that. And you can have the world flow to you and for you. And as you become more of the real you and you start generating more money in your life, what a privilege, what a joy that you can give more to others. Do you need money to give? No, of course not, because you have this beautiful thing called your heart. But for most men, the accumulation of money comes down to them spending it on all the wrong things. And then, yes, it is an expense. And then for some guys, yeah, they will see joining a coaching program as an expense. And it's not an expense. It is an up-leveling of you. And it is you investing in your future. And the greatest gift that you will ever give your family is a more up-leveled version of the real you. All right, guys, it was an amazing uh, time spent with you to dive into, you know, just just the surface we've scratched, talking about a little bit of, about what money is and some of the relationships that we've formed with money, and um, what a, what a vulnerable topic and what and what a what a what a thing that really has a grip on so many of us, and and we formed such an unhealthy relationship with it, where where people literally take their life when when they feel like they they don't have enough money. Like, oh, what use am I to my family? I, I and I really empathize deeply. My heart hurts to know that a guy would would do that. You know, jump off a bridge or or however other ways you know guys would take their life. It's so sad to realize that you you can't separate yourself from your belongings, from your possessions, you know. You can lose the car and you could lose the money and you could lose the home, but that, you don't have to lose yourself. And if we don't start forming a healthy relationship with money, it won't matter how much of it you have. So the invitation, you know, with Man on Fire is to form a healthy relationship with yourself, start to value yourself again, start to claim your power, start to live a life of deep passion, start to come back into your heart, moving from your head back to your heart, and really own your purpose, your deeper mission of why you're here. Why did God put you on this earth? And from that place, I promise you, each and every one of you can start to attract more money to you and you can do more good in this world, helping others from that place. All right, guys, it's with so much love, so much passion, power, and purpose to each and every one of you. It is your man on fire, mentor David Mailer. Thank you for diving into the center of the fire with me today as we discussed what is our relationship with money. All right, guys. God bless. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.